Welcome to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager, your host here in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. If you listen to part one, you know I had a conversation with Lawrence here in the studio. He's a young man of 19 years old. I'm 67 there. We have the younger, older, two generations trying to talk. And Lawrence and I are friends. You can actually hang out with somebody of another generation, and, and, and it will enhance your life if you actually talk to one another and not just try not to understand one another. You can actually try to understand one another in conversations in other ways. And I think Lawrence and I get along fine. We've enjoyed ministry together here. He was a student last year in Nicolay Bible Institute. Now he's our RA and teacher's assistant, and we're thrilled to have him with us. Last time we were talking about the um, differences between our generations a little bit on the phones and how we use them and texting and talking and those kinds of things. Um, One of the things that intrigues me with your generation is the preponderance of gaming that goes on. Now, when I use the word gaming, I actually have no idea what I'm talking about. I know there's games on the computer that people play. I'm not sure. I think I have Sudoku on mine (laughs) or something like that. I don't consider, that's probably not gaming as far as I know. Um, But define it for me. What is game, if somebody says, yeah, I'm a gamer, what are they talking about? Well, they they play games, but I wouldn't say I would agree that um, be a gamer wouldn't or somebody who plays online Sudoku or online chess or something like that wouldn't call themselves a gamer because those are games that could also be played in person physically. Um, you know, it okay. doesn't have to be a digital game. So a gamer would be somebody um, who makes who's part of their personality, part of their identity. Um, that they, they play video games enough. Um, for it to become a part of their identity. Okay. Um, and for a while, I would have called myself a gamer. Sometimes I feel like a gamer. So, so when you when you say it becomes part of their identity, now I actually don't have Sudoku on my iPad here, so it, it's, I don't, I can't even play it. But if I did, that was the illustration for us. But your identity as a gamer, what is that? How much well, how much do you play games to become a gamer? Well, I guess think about an athlete, you know, who, how, how do you become an athlete? How, what qualifies you as an athlete? Okay. Um, you're practicing every day, probably. Um, you're thinking about sports when you're not playing, um, or whatever sports you play. Sure. I think a gamer is pretty much the same thing you're playing. Um, I, some people can be gamers without, you know, it becoming as much of their life as some athletes, but there's also athletes where, you know, sports don't take up their entire life. So, um, it's somebody who... Uh, in a sense, lives and breathes gaming. Um, so we could use the word fanatic. A fanatic, yeah, a fan of gaming. Okay, a fan of gaming, like you might be a fan of basketball and, and you play it every chance you get and you're thinking about it. And you're In this day and age, you might be betting on all the sports as well and, and it could be totally consuming mm-hmm. to you. Now, what what games, I, I mean, are these games all secular games? Are there Christian games? Are there, uh, again, the people in your generation are thinking, I'm turning this program off. I know all these answers. But this is younger, older. There's people older that are listening that mm-hmm. may have never asked a question like, what in the world is attractive in the gaming world? And and why is it why is it so, um, uh, so much part of a young person's life in this day and age? Yeah, well, I, I'll say, I'll start by saying that I don't think any 
games that could be played by that could be enjoyed by somebody over five years old um, would be strictly Christian games. Like there's not a lot of those, and um, it's to probably because um, Christian media doesn't sell that well, especially with gamers. Um, gamers, you know, people who play games typically want. Of course, I don't know how you would make a Christian. Right. I mean, game. like what maybe maybe like a maybe there's maybe they're gonna make a game uh, based on the chosen or something okay. i don't know right. <laughs> but that's but that's that like so you know what i mean there's right. it doesn't really exist um and i think it's because gamers are looking for um an opportunity uh to um i guess conquer something um if that makes sense sure. so so be so be a be a and that's why it's a, so appealing to males especially um is because they like that that ability to um control and dominate something sure. um, even if it's like a basketball game or uh, it could also be like a war game call of duty for example um you know winning that this the pursuit of the victory um is what's so appealing and that's why it can't really be christian because if you were to come up with a concept a christian concept for gaining victory well, that would just be real life because that's what we're doing. You right. know, we're just we're 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 seeking the prize that which is right. Jesus Christ, um, eternal union with Him. So there is really no way to simulate that. That's what we're doing right now, right. Um, and and that that is what makes gaming a little dangerous too. You know, um, because we're we're finding um, idols in a sense, uh, something that that can promise us that uh, that risk and reward without any actual risk. Uh, yeah. You know, now, would the word addiction work? I think. I are think there it people can be. that are oh, yeah. addicted? Yeah, um, I don't think I've ever been addicted to gaming, but I know people who who would be qualified for that. Now, what would what would you consider an addict of gaming be? I mean, how would they? If somebody's listening, they 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 might say the same thing as you because when I go and I talk to somebody who's an alcoholic and they say, "No, I'm not," the first step is to say, "Yes, I am." Yeah. Before they can get help. Yeah. Do do people actually get so involved in gaming that the rest of the world fades and they actually need help to get out of it? I yeah. Um I guess I guess I would qualify an addiction to gaming as um could you spend like like what if you could never play it again? Could you imagine that world? If you could never play a game again, a uh, video game. Okay. Um there are some people who couldn't. There's not a chance. It's too much of them. They worship it. Um and I wouldn't say many people go that far, but uh, a lot of a lot of men uh, are that are that into gaming um, that they would. Now, is this worldwide or is this the United States? You know, I think it's the Western world. Okay. Um, there's a lot of Europe, like in Europe, especially, um, and then in uh, um, I guess the far what is it the Far East, you know. Okay. Uh, Japan and China. Now, how would you know that? Uh, do you know people from over there, or do you game against people? No, over there? I, I don't play online games actually. Okay. But but I do know that Japan, especially, is very um, into uh, electronic media. Um, I mean, there's anime is really famous. One okay. thing from Japan, but then there's the huge company Nintendo. Um, they make they've made everything from the Nintendo back back in the eighties, um, and they're oh, still making that. games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I didn't have one, but I do remember people having. Yeah, and, and they're Japanese, so um, it's it's always been pretty uh, in that in on the western side, the far western side, and the far eastern side of the globe. 
um, it's been pretty popular. Okay. Now, you know, my generation grew up being addicted to maybe sports. Yeah. And now those that are addicted to sports, they've come up and legalized gambling, you know, so they might be addicted to gambling and sports. And and I see that it, it actually affects their behavior and what they do, how they use their time. I mean, you think about it, it, it's probably not much different than gaming. So anyone in my generation that's, that's, you know, upset about the gaming people and how much time they're spending time on it. I, I look at how much time somebody can watch football on Sunday. <laughs> you know, like now that. they're playing in, a, in other countries. So you can watch a game in the morning. You can watch the noon game. You can watch the 3.30 game. Then you can watch the Sunday evening game. You could be watching football games for probably 12 hours on that day. Yeah. So, I, you know, when I look at that and I think, really, who's doing that? Somebody must be doing that. Um, because it's happening on a regular basis. Plus, if you realize how much action is in there, it's mostly ads that you're watching. I'm not sure what you're addicted to. They can actually keep you watching a game. I, and, and I did the statistics, I think, when you were in class. I just don't know, remember what they were. But the actual action in a game, in a football game, is less than like 10 minutes of actual action. Or And I could be off on that. But, it, but it's actually very little. Because each play is only about five seconds. Yeah, and then they they spend time rehuddling and trying to figure out what to do and talking about it. And the you know, and then they they do another five seconds and they get back together and talk about it. If you've ever watched the last two minutes of a half, you realize it can go on for a half hour. Well, that's two minutes of the game, mm-hmm. and and not you know. So when you look at it, you go, oh, "Wow, I'm not really watching." watching that much of the game so there's something else that keeps you there and it must be the suspense of what's coming next or yeah whatever else might be i'm sure the gaming world has a lot of parallels mm-hmm. to that from my generation and and i don't know honestly that many people in your generation that are addicted to like football yeah yeah um i think i think both of them uh like sports and gaming are similar in the sense that um, you know, you, you stick, you stick with it. You, you, you commit to it because you're seeking the, the, um, the rush of victory, like okay. I said before. So, um, you know, in sports that just happens to be one victory at the very end and you're willing to sit through an hour or two of the entire game, just, just hoping that your team wins. Right. Um, you're willing to, in a game, uh, actually games have gotten very good recently in the sense that they're good at keeping you into them for a long time um that the the victories are uh more common you know they're they've they become squished together you know it used to be um you know back in like the original super mario brothers um you know you you would you would have like say 16 victories in the entire game because you'd reach the end of of each level sure you know and then you'd have the final one now it's like there's these little mini quests and stuff and and it's constantly keeping you hooked because you're continuing to go after um, all the victories and all of the, the conquests in a sense. Well, and it takes you nowhere really. Right. Right. I mean, there's no, there's got nothing to show for it. Well, you know, when I, when I realized what football was doing to me years ago, I realized that I would get real tense during a game and I'd be going, Oh, come on. And, And almost acting as if I had something to do with the outcome. And I realized I don't have anything to do with the outcome, which is different in gaming. But but I don't have anything to do with the outcome. I 
I am in my living room. No matter what I do, say, no matter how I act, they're going to win or lose that game without me. And when I really realized that, I could shut it off in the middle of it. Because then I realized, you know what? I had this false understanding of life. Now, you could never have told me that before. But there just came a moment where I realized, you know, this this doesn't actually matter. I don't affect anything. Mm-hmm. My rooting for it, my cheering for it, my my trying to watch it, trying to rearrange my schedule for it. Uh, in fact, now, uh, those who are true sports fans are kind of surprised if they watch something with me. I'll turn it off right in the middle of a, a quarter and go do something else. It's like, what are you doing? It doesn't actually matter whether I watch or not. Somebody's going to win. I'll read about it tomorrow. Yeah, but you're not. No, I, I can't affect the outcome. So I'm, I'm not going to spend all that time on it because... I'm just amused by it, but I'm not actually uh, having anything happen that's really good, bad, or ugly in it. Now, when you play video games, I assume because of your input in it, you have something to say about whether there's victory or not. Yeah, I mean... Are video games fixed so that you can't win? Nope. <laughs> nope. So I mean, you they're can designed, win. They're designed for victory. Yeah, that's the that's the great thing about it. Because sometimes in life, you're not going to have a success in in your venture. Um, but in video games, there's really no risk. Um, you know, because you can hit reset. It, it, yeah, it can be really challenging. You know, you may fail a couple times, but in at the end of the day, each challenge is designed to be completed. You know, uh, and and it's been and it's been tested numerous times by many different people on many different levels of these the te- the developing teams to make sure that the the target audience can beat the game you know beat each challenge uh and that's what makes it so appealing i think is cuz there's you know you you got the get like there's there's sort of the suspense but you also know that you'll succeed and it's and it's comfort in that sense it's comfort does that hurt you for real life cuz that's not real life it isn't real life, no. I mean, in one sense, it might be because if I live according to the way God made me and I listen to him, I'm going to win. So in that sense, I can keep going back and doing it no matter what. Because people wonder. I mean, that might be a very good explanation as, as far as how people like Voice of the Martyrs and others go through problems because they know they're going to win. They yeah. know if they just stay in there, they're going to win. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Noah, uh, these people. They knew they were going to win if they hung in there long enough. So when you said that, I thought, well, that's interesting. Because that's why those who suffer for the cause of Christ continue to go forward. But did Satan or did somebody steal that concept and move it over to video games? But then there's the other part. You can always hit a reset button, right? Yeah. But you can't in life. Nope. So are I, people trained in a way to think that there's reset all the time in life? Like if, if I make a mistake in life, don't worry about it. I'll just hit the reset button and go on. But what if it's a mistake that's costly? Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, are there are there a lot of video games that have like gun violence in them? Oh, for sure. Okay, and there's a an increase in gun violence in our world. Yeah, are they tied? Uh, I mean, research says it's not. Uh, actually, it's whose funny research that. is that? Oh, I mean, I don't have 
It's okay, I just I wondered if you had something off the top of no, your head, like I, I this don't. group or whatever. I don't, but it's actually, it's funny you mentioned that because it's definitely been a popular topic. Um, and and as as dangerous as I think video games can be, I, th- I do believe that um, because of all of the attention that they've been, that this specific do video games cause violence topic has been given, um, research has, plenty of research has been done to show that there's really no correlation. Um, and people cause people do violence sin does violence you know that's that's why we you know we we do it for selfish reasons and video games aren't going to teach people that it's okay i think yeah what what's interesting there is i i just wonder if video games when i look at it, i think okay are they normalizing violence that i do believe yeah um, okay so the normalization it could be a part of the whole picture um but i i would agree i think what what the research is probably saying is the same thing i might say about guns or or whatever else it might be it's not the gun that causes the problem yeah it's it's... the sinful nature of the human that causes the problem Mm -hmm. so i would agree with you it's not the video game that can cause the problem it would be the sinful nature of the person using the video game that would cause it yeah but if i need reinforcement on violence can i find it in a game yeah i think so i think that's fair to say okay so again if if I'm looking for that reinforcement to say, you know, you could use guns this way or whatever it might be, I might be able to find it if I play the right games. Yeah, if anything, um, video games are very educational in violence. You know, you these children, um, you know, people under 18 years old, people even under 16 or, you know, 10-year-old boys, um, they're playing Fortnite. They know what guns look like now. And, you know, that there, there are some who learn through hunting. Many boys learn through games like call of duty and fortnite they just play um so much that they learn what a gun does you know they but learn they learn how to use it blows it, people away yeah they learn they learn how to blow people up yeah but doesn't mean that it it doesn't mean that that causes them to do it later on in life it may not but i tell you when i look at it at my age i, I i've always had to walk away if somebody's playing i can't i can't handle looking at it oh yeah I, it's i mean that's one um, thing I thank God for is that uh, I haven't grown numb to that. Like it's still pretty disgusting, you know. Because to... it seems again, if you normalize it, eventually you can normalize it other places. There's something in the world in which we live, and again, I I can't pinpoint one thing because I would never be able to say for sure. But there's something that is getting people more comfortable with mass shootings because there's a lot of them. Guns, violence, wars. There's something out there that seems like we as a people are are more prone to uh, settling our differences by hurting each other and being more powerful and more mighty. You know, Um, I would go all the way back to the Garden of Eden, I think, and I would say, okay, that's sin, regardless, regardless of how it gets into our heads. But but is there ways that Satan is using that we need to stop? Because there's young people who are being influenced. We know that young people who are influenced at a very young age with pornography grow up struggling. Yeah. Okay, well, that's just putting something in their head that they're not involved in. How is how is the violence then on the video game different than pornography? Yeah. Um, you don't have to have an answer. Yeah, I'm just asking the a, question. It's a good question. Because... If if I would say, no, I could blow somebody away, but that doesn't affect me. But if I watch somebody do something sexual, that does affect me. How is the how is that different? 
in some respects because it, it does tend to put us into a mind frame where we tend to use other people rather than love them. Yeah, for uh, sure. One way or the other. Now, I, I don't know. Are there any video games out there that don't use violence? Oh, yeah, there's plenty of them. Yeah. Okay, so somebody that's a believer can say, you know what, this is something I don't like. I, this is something that's not right. Mm-hmm. Is there a game out there I could play and not have to deal with this? Yeah. You know, and again, uh, is it popular enough, though? Are, are those games popular enough where they're abundant for people to choose from? Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, they call it casual gaming, I think, um, in a sense, or, or softcore gaming instead of hardcore gaming or okay. whatever you want to call it. Um, but there, but there's definitely a um, a huge market for nonviolent games, non-sexual games. Okay. Um, I play mostly that, you know. Is there is there a place like on on um, for movies? There's plugged in where you can go and you can just type in, and and you can look at what the movie's going to be about and decide whether you watch it or not. Is there anything like that that's for uh, gaming? I mean, gaming reviews. First of all, um, they'll they'll pretty they'll go pretty in depth on on what the game offers and what the game shows you, uh, and then like the ESRB. That's um, I don't know what it stands for, but uh, that's the that's like the MPAA for mo- for video games, you okay. know, where movies have the little rating, games have it too. Um, and so you can go on their website um, and figure it out. It's it's pretty easy to figure it out. Um, so if I'm a parent and I want to know, let's say you're my son, mm-hmm. and I want to know what your, what, what your games are about, there's a place I can go look it up. Mm-hmm. And you could honestly just, I mean, now we can just Google, is su- such and such game oh, suitable for age 13 and below? Yeah. You know. But what do they mean suitable? Because that's all different right. in, in the world. I, I'm wondering, like when I go to Plugged In, I think it's, is it Folks on a Family that does that or somebody, some Christian organization Maybe. that looks at it and basically says, from a Christian perspective, here's what I see. Yeah. Now, again, some people may like that or may not like it, but, but it's the bottom line is if I'm talking to uh, somebody who doesn't honor God as God, it could care less about you know, they only make money and that kind of thing, and they're making it from their, their reviews. Can I trust what they say? Is there a place out there where I can look at that would be, I guess I would call it conservative, that would say, here's what I see in it so that you really see the issues that you might need to deal with if, if your child starts to go to this website or this game site or whatever. Are they all sites or do you have to buy them? I mean, are they, like, are, is gaming free or does it cost money? Oh, gaming, gaming is both honestly you know it's uh it's always been about you know the companies making the money um making money but they've gotten good at making a game free and then having like little add-ons that will cost money you know so uh they've learned to milk like i I think it's honestly games are less free now because once upon a time you could buy um you know you had an nes a nintendo entertainment system uh and you could buy uh, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt for it, you know, right. uh, the combo game, and then you bought it once. That was it. And then they, if if the company wanted to make more money, they'd have to sell you another game. Right now, it's there's these games that just go on forever and ever and ever, and they 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 have constant. You know, they don't have to make another game. They can just sell you little add-ons for the game. You know. Right. Well, I wonder too with the addictive qualities. I wonder if there's games that you've ever seen that. That, that you've just said, boy, this game is on the dark side. This game is really hard to, to deal with because it seems like it's got all these elements that pull me away from everything that's right. 
Do you ever come across a game like that? Not, you don't have to name it. I'm just yeah, yeah. I there because Satan's are. really good at what he does. First of all, I've always said that if Satan's going to destroy you, he has to do it in a way that's acceptable to you. Because if he comes up to you and he says, "I know this isn't acceptable to you, so I want you to be involved in it," you'd look at him and go, "Get out of here." So for me, I'm not a gamer. So if Satan were you know, to come up to me, and, and that's not how it happens, obviously. But <laughs> if he wouldn't, he goes, I'm going to destroy you through gaming. I would laugh at him. I don't game. I, you could tempt me all you want. Throw all the game, you know, little pictures in front of me. I'm not, I'm not going to care about them. I'm not going to go to them. It, sorry, that doesn't work. In other words, gaming for me isn't a part of my life. It's not important to me. I don't really care about it. Uh, so he, it's never going to be a temptation, I think, that Satan throws in front of me because of that. Right. Uh, however, for you, gaming is something he could throw at you. Yeah, for so, sure. So what guards, if I'm talking to a young person, how can I help them say, here's some guards you should have in your life? Do you, do you ever think of in those terms? Or what could you do to make sure that the gaming that you find acceptable isn't used by Satan to start normalizing something that shouldn't be normalized, that getting you in a position maybe that you shouldn't be in, getting you to accept something maybe that you should be appalled at? I mean, did you have guards in place for that? I mean, the word, that the knowing the truth is, is incredibly helpful. That's that's ultimately what you're going for, right. um, is weighing against um, what you know to be the truth. Um, and if there's a game that has violence in it, I won't, I mean... I guess I guess violence is also subjective because I will play games. Um, for example, uh, there's a very famous game series called The Legend of Zelda, and that's a fantasy game where you're a little character who has a sword and he fights monsters. You know. Okay. Um, so there's violence like that, and then there's violence where like it's humans killing other humans, and I think I think that is where um, the truth comes in and is like, okay, wait, now now it, maybe it's not a sin to kill a digital human. Um, but is that really something yeah. you want to be watching? Because murder is wrong. Yeah. Well, you know what? I used to watch uh, Elmer Fudd and the Roadrunner and those kinds of things, and there's a little violence against the Roadrunner that <laughs> took place. And I can remember people asking about that, and I thought, no, it's a, it's a cartoon where there's no reality there. So I gave the same answer in a way. But uh, Roadrunner isn't even real, and Elmer Fudd wasn't really real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were cartoon characters made up. I'm not sure today that I'm chasing road runners around the country trying to throw things at them. Um, however, I, I do think that Satan, again, tries to get the door open in all of our lives to destroy us. He just tries to do that. Yeah. And we need to be careful. I think your answer was absolutely perfect. I think you need to actually be in God's Word, and you might want to record how many hours you're in God's Word in comparison to how many hours you game. <laughs> yeah. And it, because one of them is going to have the, the superior um, influence in your life. And when you're in God's word, you should be sensitive to say, God, I want to honor you with my life. Let your spirit convict me if this game is something I shouldn't be involved in. And you need to be open to what God says. And, and so live in the truth, like you said, in God's word. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit convicting you. And if you feel at any moment that this game is not helping you, get out of it. Go do something else. Go play something that's easier to play. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to throw all the games under the bus. I mean, I just don't want to do that. I also help anyway. Yeah. Well, and and I also think, you know, Satan can use just regular TV programs. So there's all kinds of tools that he can use. But today we were talking gaming. 
Well, thanks for listening. I'm Dave Wager here in the studios at Silver Birch. Goodbye for now.